0: this topic, finishing well for the Lord, is out in the future, a lot of times we don't give it much thought because the press of the urgent and the the present right now is so consuming.
1: Welcome to another episode of Engaging the Generations. I'm Sarah Greenstreet, along with Kevin Harper, the Executive Director of ElderQuest Ministries. Today we are continuing our conversation with Bruce Pepin, author of The Best is Yet to Be. So, Kevin, this idea of finishing well is often discussed with our older generations, but it seems to me that it should be part of the conversations we have from a very young age as well.
2: Well, I couldn't agree with that more, Sarah. I think you're absolutely right. In fact, I'm certain our listeners will want to hear what our guest, Bruce Peffin, really has to say about that. So let me start our conversation with Bruce in this second segment by... Asking you this, Bruce, Sarah and I have been talking, and and we would like for you to share with us your thoughts about this question, what does it mean to finish well?
0: Okay, so now that's, that's a great question, because to it's we're all going to finish. I mean, yes, you were talking right. about the, the, the endpoints getting closer for some of us. We're all going to finish, but it's to finish well for the Lord. That's the, that's the important qualifier. And then it's going to look different for all of us because we are so uh, uh, different in how he's created us. And so because this topic, Finishing Well for the Lord, is out in the future, a lot of times we don't give it much thought because the press of the urgent and the, the no. present right now is so consuming that we don't step back and think, hmm, why do I want to be remembered? Or what would that look like if I was to say, finish well? And then that passage, Matthew 25, uh, 21 there, you know, where he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Those six words are the most significant I can think of when we get to that point in our life. The six words, well done, good and faithful servant. And it'll look uh, unique. And I was at a uh, memorial service this week, even. And uh, The way people talked about this woman was just so encouraging. She uh, did not have an easy marriage by any means, but she was a faithful uh, servant, a faithful wife, mother, grandma, great grandma. She just lived a life. And I, I was so impressed with someone like her who was faithful day in and day out all the way to the end. And here were her family, her grandkids and others surrounding and testifying of who she was. So we may not always know the influence we have on others too. That's another side of this. But the fact that we're giving and we're helping and we're being present in the lives of other people, it it does have an impact.
2: So I know you've used a funnel illustration to kind of talk about this finishing well. well.
0: Yeah. And that's I, a, that uh, means. I think it's a great uh, way for us. And just, if you can envision a household funnel and, um, and then at the wide end of the funnel is at the beginning of our life and um, everything is there. We, we have our future ahead of us. You know, we're, we're having very career oriented jobs, success, prestige, beauty, uh, youth. All of that is at this wide end of the funnel. And and then but as we age, we move down the funnel over time, over time. And so there is by society's viewpoint, a diminishing value. Until you get to the end and whatever that number is, 65 is the traditional number. But but they say, well, thank you very much. Um, Here's your wristwatch. And uh, yeah, there's a seat up there way in the way up in the stands. You can go take your seat up there and watch all the action on the field below. Thank you very much. And then for many people, that's the message that that's what society tells them. Uh, Mm. And then they kind of trudge up. Okay. Trudge up those steps and take the seat, watch everybody. But no, it's the difference is God reverses the funnel and he'll say, well, no, and your best years aren't behind you. Now you're qualified. You've got the scars on your back to, to show for it. All the trials you've been through, you, you've trusted me through fire and water and relationships. Now, as as we use all of that, it just changes our attitude. If you can envision that narrow end, now you're moving out to the wide end. And so his in your influence expands. And that's how he wants to use you. And so we have that image in our mind of that expanding influence. And it can certainly start with our own families, moves to our friends, those we work with, and even, you know, our, all the way out that ripple effect, but I, I love that hmm. funnel image because it's a very visual way to see what God wants to do in our life. But the, the fact that we have heavenly assignments. So those are, those are uh, assignments that God gives each of us. And if we happen to be married, okay, well, then there's a, uh, a marriage assignment in there for a parent. There's a parent. But even all the way as it moves through, we have assignments. And then there's some unique ones that, uh, that he can give us that we are uh, positioned beautifully to fulfill.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the cool things I keep thinking about is like where I'm at in my stage of life, I'm 20s, single. I don't have children. I have so much time to be able to serve and be a part of things and to be able to give, to serve other families, to serve my family. I'm staying with my niece right now to try to help out and obviously enjoy Hawaii, but I, (laughs) there's just like, there's a service piece happening there. And so I think too, if you think about it, the middle chunk of life with kids and family, that's your service. And then once your kids are out of the house and you're retired, you have this whole opening again, just like I have right now. So it's almost kind of full circle, which is cool too, of the the capacity is so much greater when there's not, you know, kids to take care of. And um, yeah, so I think it's, it's cool to think about the different stages of life and how they relate to one another and the service opportunities that can come.
0: Well, and, and I think that's a great point, uh, Sarah, because at every life stage, we have God is giving us assignments and we have opportunities to serve him. And the decisions uh, that I made in my 20s affect me all these years later. And so right. you're really investing and in building towards your future. And I had a somebody, uh, well, I had a couple of things. One of the wake up calls was uh, when my son was Oh, he must have been sixteen or seventeen. We were at a church, and this church happened to worship by holding up their hands a lot of times. You know, they would—you know—there was a more uh, open worship like that. And I—I I remember I was just—I don't know. It might have been leading up to this to my moment where I hit the wall. But he looked at me, and then afterwards he said something to me that just hit me hard. He said, "Dad, why do you always hold back?" <laughs> oh, why do you hold back and he 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 saw what i was doing he could tell i mean i was so in my worship it was just you know not engaging in other areas of my life and that that was another statement that god used to really get my attention and i think after that i went oh. into this crisis mode but but i couldn't hide it from my son why was i holding back and then somebody said That when we hold back, either because we can't see that we can accomplish it in our own strength, we're fearful, we lack confidence, whatever it is we're holding back, we're actually robbing God of his glory from showing up for us. We're being timid. We're not giving God a chance to show up. And then he can glorify himself when he can use these weak vessels, those of us, for his purposes beyond what we thought we were able. And so that was another lesson to not uh, rob God of his glory by using me to step out a little more of my comfort zone. For me, I I probably just live life very cautiously, very um, carefully, and and I wasn't uh, too spontaneous. I mean, there was a lot that I think my son was thinking of at the time, but being willing To reach out. And there's these promptings I think the Lord can give us. Hey, go up to that person or step out here or do do something in addition. And I I just kept holding back. And so now I'm trying to not do that. I'm trying to be willing to take a risk and uh, allow God. In fact, um, another key uh, passage that spoke to my heart during this time was a name for God that I think very few people are aware of. We do get familiar uh, with some of the names of God, but there's a name of God that's buried in the Old Testament in Second Samuel 5. David is the new king of Israel and he's ready to step in. And however, the Philistines are not happy about it and they wanna wipe him out before he even can uh, take his uh, throne on the throne. And so the Philistines are by the thousands in this valley and he's notified. One of his men tells him, Hey, the Philistines are there, they're going to attack us. We're done for. And David went right to his knee, and said, Lord, what do I do? do? You want me to go up and face him? So this was a is he going to hold back or is he going to trust God? Is he going to let God be glorified? So in that moment, God told him, Yes, go ahead. So this band of what who David had is the start of his, his rule, he was able to wipe out the Philistines. And David later said, God showed up in such a way it was like the the flood of mighty waters, and He called Him the Lord of the Breakthrough, and I love that name of God, the Lord of the Breakthrough. So whatever it is we're facing, if we're up against a barrier, if we're up against something that just seems insurmountable, or we're hesitant, we don't want to do something. Let God be the Lord of the Breakthrough. So we're let back. You life.
2: So we're back again to this issue of faith, aren't we? That. Do we really believe God who is, is who he really is or who he says he is? In fact, you, you, there's a section in your book um, you call the Kings we fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned these, how many of them, four powerful yes. in our life that really kind of reflect this issue of uh, staying in our comfort zone versus trusting and believing God who is and those Those those. Four kings you mentioned. I just thought it was really interesting the way you term you termed this: king of rejection, king of fear, king of failure, king of low self esteem. Yeah. So that really becomes the issue for us. It's uh, do we believe that God is king or these things are king?
0: Yes. I mean, to me, it was um, Satan is a trespasser. He will occupy as much ground as we want to give him. And so these kings, when uh, Joshua went into the promised land. God didn't tell him right away all the kings he was going to have to fight, but he he had to he had to uh, destroy 31 kings. That's how many. But he went in and did it. But then these kings would occupy the land, and they were rooted in there, and he had to get them out. And so I thought that in, in our minds and how we view the world, we could have occupying kings that – Take territory that God needs back, you know, where the enemy will want to hold on to. For for me, those are four big ones. It could be other things for other people where there are these mindsets, these kings that just dig in and hold us back and uh, keep us uh, and, and really diminish our faith and attack all of that. Where God is saying, get rid of them. You've got this promised land, go in and I will be with you as you conquer these kings.
1: I'm curious. Do you have any advice, uh, recommendations, anything for people of younger generations, you know, teens, twenties, thirties, that are kind of wanting to live with this mindset of like, how can we truly make the most of the years that we have, however many or few they are?
0: Yes, and what, and I think what you're saying too is that it's those that are saying, "Okay, Lord, use my life." These are individuals that are. Say, OK, God, how how can I be used by by you? Is that what you're saying? So, Lord, mm-hmm, yeah, how can I? Well, I think having even that mindset right out of the gate is so good. So many don't. Uh, they feel it's all up to them. And that's how I felt at one time. Well, I'm all alone in this. I'm going to have to exert all this effort in, in energy. Nobody's going to be there to help me. Now, that came out of my history where I had a very detached father. So it was just whatever you want to do, do it. I mean, there was no nothing there that was really uh, giving me a lot of coaching. But um, the fact that you're saying, yes, I mean, I I, Lord, you have the, a plan for, for me and to step out. And uh, and I think uh, you would be surprised as God will open the doors, you may not be able to always determine which ones he's going to open, and but you're not alone in this. And God is going before you, although sometimes it's going to require uh, some trust in there as, the, as some weeks and months will go on. But I found that he did open doors for me. And I know he will, uh, I mean, at every life stage, whatever it is that we're being confronted with, he will make a way through it. Well, and I have a I have a question, Sarah, for you. That how can those of us that are f- much further along in years, how can we encourage your generation? Uh, because uh, I, I think sometimes your generation is so uh, they're busy, they've got all these things going on. They're technically savvy, where the older generation may not be engaged at that level, but they have some wisdom involved. But I don't know. Do you? How could an older person who cared about uh, the younger generation be an encouragement. I mean, what what are some ideas that we could do or, or think yeah. about to encourage younger uh, folks?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, one thing I've realized just from all the conversations we've had, and something we can all relate on is relationships. They've they've looked very similar throughout time, and we can all relate to different kinds of relationships, and we have all of the same relationship struggles. And I think just genuinely seeking out a relationship and asking questions of, Hey, what is, what does this look like for you? What does your job look like? Like just trying to get to know um, the younger generation and and giving the opportunity to ask questions um, is super helpful. And I think too, if there's ever a pull um, on your heart to reach out to someone about discipleship or just like a continual friendship, um, just do it. I, I think that there are so many times that I like have wanted an older woman to disciple me. And I've taken a step and asked a couple of times and been like, Oh yeah, sure. Or maybe, but like, if the idea of a woman approaching me saying, I would love to be in relationship with you and help you, um, as you're navigating through your twenties and thirties, it looks different, but it's also really similar to what you experienced, you know, like just that, that type of, um, initiative I think is like very encouraging on its own. Um, but if anything, what I've learned from cabin and just, you know, spending time together is we are all way more similar than we realize, hmm. um, from the things we experience are way more similar than we yeah. uh, give credit to. So even the things are, our, our high schoolers are experiencing now, um, the it might look a little different with social media and with um, computers and technology but the heart of the problem is still the same yeah. it's the same insecurities mm-hmm. it's the same um depression or lack of confidence or just truly a lack of the lord in their life it's the same problem um, just looks different
2: amen to that yeah amen. good so bruce and uh, the few minutes we have remaining here um Share with us a little bit of this new project that you're doing called Journey of a Lifetime Finishing Well for the Lord. What's that about?
0: Oh, okay. Yes, this is a it builds on the book. I wanted to put something as a video that would uh, encourage those that are a little older now in years to continue to persevere and, and to finish well. And so I've got topics all throughout, uh, throughout this, it's a video with a study guide and call it a journey guide. And these are more conversations. So we talk about some of what we've discussed today, the influence of our life, what are some barriers, uh, this idea of going deeper. Uh, what does it mean to drink the cup? Sometimes life puts into our hands a, a very challenging situation. But like Jesus, we drink it because there's joy on the other side. And all the way through, there's just some, I think, some inspirational content with the 8 Uh, eight conversations with a a study guide. And so uh, that will be coming out uh, here uh, before long. And uh, so I'm excited about that. That'll be either personal study or small group study, kind of help people take that, know how to take some steps into the future uh, for the Lord and as he opens doors for them.
2: Thanks again, Bruce, for a very thought-provoking conversation about finishing well and even starting well. If you would like to know more about this upcoming video series called A Journey for a Lifetime, Finishing Well for the Lord, simply go to his website at www.finishinglifewell.com. I think we could all take something from this conversation that Bruce had with us, reminding us to remember that God really does have so much more in store for us if we'll only trust him. I guess it comes back to that wide end of the funnel that he talked about, isn't it? Lord, use me to be an influence for you and your gospel. And all that happens in our life really is part of what God is doing to prepare us for those daily moments of intersecting with one another so that we can spur one another to maturity in Christ.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right, Kevin. And let me just say again to our older listeners, it would mean so much to those of us who are younger to know someone older would care enough to reach out and just be willing to find out more about who we are. There's so many preconceived notions that we all just assume we won't be able to understand each other, but we don't even try. Um, Mm -hmm. And we speaking for the younger generation really do want to know you and we want to learn from you.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I just thought that was really important that what you shared with us about that uh, Sarah, because sometimes we make assumptions about one another, don't we? generation to generation, especially I think the older Mm -hmm. about the younger And if we would just just swallow our pride, I guess, a little bit to say, hey, you know, um, I'm not the only one here. You're important, too. I want to get to know you. It could make a real difference.
1: Exactly. Yeah. We're all just people trying to do our best. And we're so much more similar than we realized. Yeah. Yeah. So as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts and our questions concerning the things we talked about on Engaging the Generations. If you have comments or questions about this session with Bruce Peppin or any of our podcasts, please contact us at podcast at elderquestmin.com. Until next time, I'm Sarah Greenstreet.
2: And I'm Kevin Harper.
1: Urging you to choose to live your life and finish well in such a way that you commend the mighty works of God generation to generation. God bless.